Hey guys, it's Rebecca Elijah, but you family, so you can call me Becky. Welcome back to my channel. Today I have my friend Melissa here with me, and we thought it would be a cool idea to have a conversation about singleness and how to be single, especially for Valentine's Day. You heard me? So, hi Melissa, welcome. Hey girl, thank you so much for having me. Thank this you for coming. This is fun. We need to do more of this. Yeah, because I feel like, I mean, there's been so many times where we have conversations and we're like, we need to like share this conversation. So, I know, so many. Like the way God would be showing up in our conversations is just so different. But like you said, it's more people need to hear about it. More people need to talk about being single and need yeah. to talk about how to be single. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Um, we've been talking about, especially recently, how, like, there's just so much content around, like, marriage, mm -hmm. paying for marriage, um, like, while you're single, and it's almost like there's so much pressure around getting married and not enough, like, focus on just, like, being single and, yeah. you, and you know, we talk about how, like, that's important, like, God wants us to enjoy it or God wants us to, like, really you know, use this time wisely and, and really like captivate on this time. So yeah, this is I, agree. I agree. I think, like you said, I think it was the last conversation that we were talking when we were FaceTiming and I realized I was like, dang, Melissa, you're onto something because literally it's like every show, everything is encouraging being in a relationship and no one actually tells you how to value just being by yourself which is why i think a lot of relationships end up failing or end, they end up experiencing more problems or people go into relationships and they find out it's not necessarily what they thought it was going to be don't make relationships your be all or end all if that makes sense which is what people tend to do and i feel like i think there was something you said it was like Pointing out the fact, like, once you get something, it's like, oh, it's all right. It, it, it's still great. It's something to be celebrated. But it, the hype around it was like, dang, I could have really been living my life this whole time. Legit. Legit. And there's this movie. It's called The Graduate. It's like a classic film. Mm -hmm. In the movie, the main character is trying to, like, win back this girl he like is dating this girl he messes up and sleeps with his with her mom um the mom seduces him and she sleeps with his girl's mom the girl finds out breaks up with him and he's heartbroken and um he basically um goes on this like you know chase to get her back like doing mm -hmm get her back she ends up about to marry someone else and he shows up at her wedding and like stops the wedding she she never really wanted to get married to this other guy um so she leaves the guy and runs off with him even though her parents like forbid her to go back with this guy and the end of the movie was like it's so crazy because he does all this to get her and then like at the end of the movie when they're like driving off together you could tell it was just kind of like okay, now I'm with her and I did all yeah. this to get her, but it's like, okay. It's not, it's <laughs> what like, now? What, yeah, what now? Like, now that I'm here, like, what? Um, and I don't know, it's just, it's interesting because, like, we, what we talk about, like, you spend all this time, like, focusing so much on being in a relationship or getting married that you miss out on, like, what's happening right in front of you and really, like, building security within yourself. 
so that when you are with that person, when God does like pair you with that right person, that person is not your security. It's not your everything. It's like, so like what I already have created, you know? Yeah, exactly. I think you're, you said everything that needs to be said. And honestly, when people go in with it, and the thing is, to be honest, if we're, if we're telling the truth, everything, especially for women, I feel like people over fantasize marriage. They make marriage seem like this big thing to get. I mean, of course it's great, but like that type of pressure on women alone, it, it, it creates this sort of, oh, what I should be doing this, Ooh, get my money, do this, do that, the third. But they're not doing it for themselves. They're doing it to please something or to become more attractive in order to get someone's attention or in order to be like, ooh, almost like a resume for marriage. If that makes sense, like, I have this, that, the third, this, this, that, that, that. So this person needs to find me or this, you, are you looking over here? You see what I got? But that's literally not it. And that's where I feel a lot, like a lot of people, they can get into depression really easily. A lot of people can, um, even like in the movie that you said, like what happens next? Like thinking about the woman in that, in that storyline, which is dreadful, like God forbid, quite the Lord rebuke Satan if someone's mom ever did that. Okay, that's a whole nother story for a whole nother day. Like, <laughs> but to be honest, if you think about the woman's point of view, I wonder how she felt like sitting in that car, like, okay, like, I I'm here. You know what I'm saying? But if she's not secure in herself, like once you get back to that person, it's gonna create a whole bunch of trust issues. It's gonna create a whole bunch of toxicity because if you haven't worked to address who you are for yourself first, when you get into that, you can break it before it even starts. Girl, that part, that part. Like you're saying so much even with that. Well, okay, because I have some questions. Okay, bet. Like tip off some of the discussion because there's so much to be said. Bet, bet. <laughs> like there's like a lot of pressure, especially on women, especially when we're talking about like even Christian culture, like. I think, like, no matter what, like, the society in which we live in, the world, there's so much pressure on women, but I, I just, in terms of someone being a believer, even, it's, like, marriage, marriage, marriage is, like, pushed down on a lot of us women. So, where do you think that stems from? Like, why do you feel like there, there's so much pressure to be married, especially by a certain age, for women? Do you mean specifically within the church or just in life in general? I would say in general. I would say okay. okay. Women's like a woman who they married was always paired with status, especially back in those days where it's like women didn't really have much. And we had we had this discussion earlier where it's like the way a woman was valued, quote unquote valued, is by who they were with, you know? And so when you stem that off into society and like you you keep moving forward it's like an elevated version of what we saw in the past nothing has actually really changed things have just been tweaked but we're still moving on the same notion of if you who you marry will justify who you are as a person which is really sad okay so we are stepping into a time where like women are thriving they're still by like they're like hey you know feminism movement doing whatever we gotta do but we still see that women are struggling to find their own sense of independence. Not all women, but we see it in especially pop culture. Like we see a man like, oh, can you pay my bills? Can you pay my telephone bills? 
Pete, can you pay your own bills in the name of Jesus? What are you doing? What are you doing? You know, and that all stems from what we've seen in the past. And even sometimes what you see, what you saw in your own household, to be honest. You know, especially like, you know, your grandmas used to marry early. Your mom could have married early. Um, in my case, my mom met my dad when she was, what, 17? And yeah, their story is lit. But they met young. And after that, I was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to meet my spouse young. I'm going to do this, do that, this, this, this. But, and also like reading in the Bible and like reading in just like different movies, Netflix, all these shows that we watch, everyone is looking to find love. But these shows make it in a sense where it's like the happily ever after is based on finding a man. The happily ever after is based on who you be, who you're with. You know what I'm saying? There's no movies where you see a woman becoming to become themselves. You know, it's like they became for a man, if that makes sense. And even the same thing with men, like, uh, you know, the singleness conversation isn't just for, for women, y'all like <laughs> men take, take some pointers too. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, once women are able to actually be find a sense of happily ever after within themselves it starts like this let me say it like this you need to find out who you're living for some people they they like it for me i'm living for god i'm also living my best life for myself but some people unknowingly sometimes it can do it subconsciously you find yourself living to please other people you find yourself living to please oh where it could be uh, you know society's telling me that i should be married by this time i should be having kids by this time now you're living according to the world standards now you're living for the world you're not living for yourself if it comes to um to church or when it comes to kingdom some people think okay of course God will bring that union where you have that kingdom partner. That's great. But some people think that their calling is only based upon who they're with. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But the thing is, God sent us all here independently. You know what I'm saying? Which means that there's some things that we need to walk out for ourselves in order for us to feel that fulfillment within God. You know, so I myself, I'm living for God, but I'm also living for myself. But if you find yourself living for man, you will always feel like you're failing because number one, no one is perfect. No man is perfect. No woman is perfect, okay? So all these things that you're doing, you're going to find yourself stumbling and you're going to find yourself feeling like, oh God, why? I feel like I'm failing. I feel like I'm not pleasing this person. Like you will constantly be changing things about yourself to look like their perfect image instead of looking like your perfect image that God has called you to be and your perfect image that you know that you're supposed to look like. Wow. I hope I said something there. (laughs) Okay. Um, And it's, it's crazy because we were talking about um, the show um, Bridgerton. I'm saying it correctly, but uh, I know you haven't seen it yet. And for mm-hmm. anyone who hasn't seen it, I'm not going to spoil it for you. But I think, for the most part, people know that it's about a it's about a relationship, and in mm-hmm. that time, women are trying to um, meet their husband. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's just like I was telling you that some of the things those women were doing to like get an attention, the attention of men, and try to find their husband, they were like doing whatever it takes. And mm-hmm. I was like. A lot of us women, a lot of women do the same thing now. Like, oh, yeah. From that. And I think it does stem from my value comes from being in a relationship. Like, if somebody chooses, mm-hmm. that means I'm valuable. And the thing is, and this is something I have to consistently, like, remind myself of, is that God chose us. Mm-hmm. 
like we are we're already chosen like we're valuable off top no mm-hmm. one can say no one choosing us or not choosing us represents our value period that's a lie you know that's a lie um and i do feel like the more um that women and men like transition their thinking they'll be able to see like who is supposed to be for them more clearly because i feel like a lot of us choose people based upon like um i, I don't want to use the desperation word but yeah i do feel like like it can come from feeling like i i need to do this because yes like i don't know who else is going to be there you know i need to go ahead and you know knock this off i know some people um some some men even um some male friends who have decided to get married to their their significant other simply because their other friends are doing it. Like, okay, I might this might as well go ahead and do it. And that's just not man, okay. It's not it. A couple things that you don't want to marry for. Number one, you don't want to get married because you're bored. You don't want to get married because you're you you you're feeling a man, I need company. Oh, my clock is ticking. Oh my goodness. You don't want to get married to find your value within another person because then that marriage will not last. You don't want to get married because you're trying to have another person complete you. You know what I'm saying? Another person can, they don't complete you. So that's why wholeness is really like so important. And I always preach about self-love because even for men, I feel like self-love is like so important. I feel like everyone needs to have that discussion about self-love and actually look towards finding that for themselves, you know? So when people are marrying for these reasons or like, ooh, time is running out or ooh, like people, like, especially women, like, okay, like I want to have a baby by this time, this time, this time, this time, this time. Okay, like <laughs> I'm, I'm pushing on 30, I'm pushing on 40. Like, where is this going to happen? You could have a whole eight child, but they not be happy in your relationship. Whereas if you had waited just a little bit longer, just done you, lived your best life and, and truly valued your relationship with yourself, then when the right person comes along, there would be two whole people coming to one. Wholeness is what completes people. Wholeness is what completes a couple. You know what I'm saying? But it's like there's too many people roaming around looking for other people to fix them. Right. You see what I'm saying? Looking for answers within a person that they haven't found within themselves. Or looking for answers within a person when yet they don't know the question that they're truly asking. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes the season you're in determines the question that you're asking. So if you're in the beginning stage of a season and you're like, you don't know what question you're asking, but you already go and look for a person to answer it for you. When you get to that place where you're whole and you feel happy, you're going to find out that the answer that this person is giving you does not match the question that you had and you don't like it, you know? So don't get in a rush to be, to be married or to be in a relationship. My God, misery loves company. That's one thing people, I know it's like love. I want this love. I want to feel the indulgence of love. I want to feel this, that, and the third. Yes, there's great company when you're in love, but when you're not in love and you're, and you're not in love, of course, love, we're going to get into that in another, like that might have to be another thing because to be honest, love in itself, that's a whole entire topic. Love isn't just, oh my God, I love you. It's not just words. So there's so much more to love. And when you're in a relationship, there has to be so much more other than love. You see what I'm saying? But 
yeah, so love comes with great company, but also people tend to flock to people that they that look like them in that moment. That's good. So when you're miserable and you're going through something, you're gonna find someone that's equally as miserable. You know what I'm saying? It's either the equally as miserable or you could actually bring them down to your level. God forbid any of us getting into a relationship or getting into something where someone is miserable and you're coming in with this energy like, hey, like, yeah. I can fix you up a little bit. I mean, you look, you look a little sad, but I, can, I got you. But they will literally drag you down to their level because it's not your job to fix them. Sometimes you can point people to the right um, solutions, but it's their job to actually take the action and finding the solution to that thing. Sure. So that's a whole entire thing. But like when it comes to relationships, you never want to go into something out of haste yeah. because you might find yourself leaving in a haste. Don't go into a relationship only to leave broken with trauma. When you're supposed to go into a relationship to grow each other, not to knock each other down. But the only way you can help grow each other and help grow another person that you're trying to be with is for you to actually work on building yourself. And that takes place in singleness. So many people are trying to do it like during the time. If you do it during the time, okay, maybe it can work, but it's going to be so hard for you guys to actually find the, the correct, ooh, you know, like, it's like this. I fit this way. This person fits this way. Oh, I want to come together with this person. But it's like, okay. A couple years later, I find out I don't like this way. So I want to think this way. They're like, okay, well, you just move. So now I have to go this way. When it's like, if you guys had been working on yourself the whole time, you would come together naturally. Which is why singleness is so important. I just said a mouthful. No, girl, you said <laughs> I was like, I need to write down notes. So much. Um, okay, so based off of like what you're saying, because mm-hmm. singleness being so important, um, yeah, I want to get into like how like practical ways people can be single. And, and I guess even before we get into that, um, I feel like also, um, in the same breath where, um, there is this pressure for women and men, but a lot of it is on women yeah. in a relationship and get married. I feel like there's also kind of like this, um, judgment um, that can happen, especially I see within like the Christian community of um, kind of like other people saying like, girl, like, you know, they will say something similar, like just enjoy your singleness, but like almost kind of like feeling, people feeling like a shame for even having the desire to be married, like feeling like, oh, if I have this desire, like I'm being desperate, like, like almost being like, like people will say like, girl, date Jesus, like or girl, like, you know, kind of dismissing like that desire. And I guess my question to you is, is having that desire um, bad? And, and if, and if someone does have the desire and sometimes feels discouragement, how can they combat that? Okay. Number one, Having the desire is far from bad, okay? God created, especially in the Christian community, God created us for companionship. In the beginning, God gave Adam Eve. Every animal was paired off in the Bible. So if God is also pairing us, saying that, okay, it's not good for man to be alone, there's nothing for us to be ashamed about because God is the one who wants you to have companionship. God is the one that wants you to not be alone. So if there's someone 
within the church space or just in life in general that's making you feel uh, condemnation or shame for wanting those things or for desiring those things, you got to ask yourself, mm, what's your situation? Because a lot of people who speak like that are speaking out of a place of bitterness. Uh -huh. They're speaking out of a place of heartbreak. If we're going to be realistic, they're speaking out of a place of a bad experience that they've had in the past. Whereas now they're like, mm, I don't need no man. I don't want no scrubs. But now they're classifying everyone as a scrub. You see what mm -hmm. I'm saying? And to that extent, they look at women or they look at someone who could be, maybe they started off in the situation all doughy-eyed and, and excited, but they see someone else having that desire and they're all doughy-eyed about it. It could be their bitterness or their fear talking. Mm -hmm. Some people will speak out of fear to you. You know what I'm saying? But don't let their fear become your, how can I say this? Don't let their fear become your reality there we go don't let their fear become your reality you know because if you allow that to sink in you're like oh man like maybe it's wrong for me to want someone maybe god is the one who placed that desire in you in the first place mm -hmm. okay mm -hmm. if you have a, a desire to be with someone that's great god wants you to have what you want you yeah. know there's yeah. some people who don't want to be in a relationship more power to you that is great but there are some people who yearn for love and God is going to send that love to you if that's what you want. But don't let, don't hide it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I feel like people are so secretive about it. Like, mm, you know, let me not say anything until it shows up to them. And when that's it shows it. up to them, they're like, oh, yes, I really want this, that, the third. But the thing is, had you been talking about it in the first place, you know, like, yeah, I have a desire to be with, not dwelling on it. There's a, zip, there's a difference between having a desire and dwelling on something, okay? When you're dwelling on something 24-7, you become obsessive. So it's like, if I don't get this thing, it's gonna break me. Oh God, I'm yearning for this. You can almost make that thing your idol or your God. You see what I'm saying? But when you have a desire to be in a relationship, that's something completely natural. That is something that God has ordained. That's something that we all are going to experience if you want to be in a relationship. So there's nothing to be ashamed about. Don't let other people's fears feed you, okay? Have faith that you will get what God will, is saying that you will get. Have faith that whatever that you desire, God will give you the best possible thing of your desire. God will never, if there's something, if there's something that you desire, but God sees that it could break you, that is when you will go through rejection. And I feel like I need to say this. There's probably been a lot of people that have been experienced heartbreak, uh, rejection, like so many things around revolving relationships or even feeling like, man, no one sees me. Maybe God is shielding you. Maybe you're hidden, but hidden so that at the right time, the right person will see you. That's good. You know, so I want you to let, I want to let you know that that desire is a good thing, but also don't be ashamed for wanting that. And also don't feel like, cause it does get lonely, but don't let me, do not make that loneliness your identity. Because if you say, oh, I'm just lonely. I'm this, I, I'm this, I constantly saying I'm this, I'm says I am. So you're claiming that as your identity. It's okay to, to feel some type of way, but don't claim loneliness as, a, as your identity because the words that you speak have power. And there's someone around you waiting for you to just proclaim something negative, like I'm lonely. And then they'll be like, 
Ooh, child, I've been trying to tell you, focus on yourself, do this, do that. Of course, it's good to focus on yourself. That's the whole goal of singleness. But don't be, just always be mindful and remember that misery loves company. So whoever is feeling miserable in relationships, whoever is still healing from heartbreak, because you could just be in the church and you're, you're experiencing that heartbreak or you're still healing from it. Don't allow that. God will never send you into the same situation as another person unless there's someone that she will help come out of that in the future. You see what I'm saying? But don't necessarily think that just because this person experienced it, everything about their experience is going to be my experience. No, because God has uniquely made all, every single one of us, we're all uniquely made. Our calling is unique, which means the path that we walk through is unique. You see what I'm saying? So I've heard so many people talk about the relationship uh, traumas, talk about their path to singleness, everything that they have gone through. And some of it doesn't resonate with my spirit. I'd be like, mm, no, nah, that's not for me. In the name of Jesus Christ, I rebuke that. Like I can comfort you. I will sit there and I'll listen to them and I'll, I will listen. I'll hear their input. But the negative things that I know I'm not supposed to allow to feed my spirit, I don't let it feed my spirit, that's you know? So it's like, I'm able, because I'm able to balance that, I can now focus on my singleness and enjoying myself, but knowing that there's a promise at the end of this, but at the same time, I'm not focused on this. Like I'm not making this my, my, um, my be all end all, you know? So that's, I hope that answered the question so much. And, um, I mean, it sounds like just like with everything, especially from what you just said that, um, so much of it is mental. So Mm -hmm our mind and I think we have to remember that this is a battlefield like our mind like you know we have an enemy okay that part um and we have a lot of like different things constantly coming at us trying to make us feel bad you Mm -hmm. know either way so I think um like you said um we have to really watch the things that we say and also watch like what we're taking in yes it's and just be cognizant of the fact that like this isn't um this is a fight too like your your mind is so precious Mm -hmm. Um, and you can't accept or agree with every single thing that that comes period because how the enemy can get to you number one is your through your mind yes the easiest access point for the devil to get to you is your mind because if you allow the enemy into your mind your mind has now become the devil's playground. Jesus. But you do not want to allow that. That's why you constantly have to um, fight against negative thoughts. That's why I always focus on self-love, affirmations, speaking it in the morning, speaking it in the day. Because as soon as the enemy has a hold of your mind, he's able to control your body. He's able to control your actions. He's able to control who you seek you see what I'm saying? Because singleness is also about who, whose attention are you trying to get? You see what I'm saying? Whose attention are you trying to get? Because if the enemy has access to your mind and says like, you know, like, I mean, your face kind of cute. You might want to put a paper bag under that, but your body is lit. Then all of a sudden you are going to now focus more so on exposing your body or attracting your body to, and I'm, you know, have self-love for your body. Of course, God gave you the body, rock it. But at the same time, if you're making your body the focus, everything that you do will be to just show this off, if that makes sense. And 
to the same regard, if the enemy is trying to talk to your mind to say, oh, you're really ugly, you're ugly, and the first person that compliments you, you're going to be like, right? Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, you think I'm cute? Stop. Right. That's going to be where your attention is at. So that's why it's really good to fill, fill yourself up with self-affirmations. Work on your confidence. Yeah. Because the only time you can really do that is during singleness. Because the thing is, when you get into a relationship, even if it is the right person, or especially when it's the right person, some things that they say can hurt you and it can cut you deep, but it's because you care about that person on a different level. You know what I'm saying? But you also have to understand that they're human. So there are going to be things that they say that are not necessarily the nicest that you might want to fight. Like you, you, you ready to, to knock and buck, but the only way to really get yourself back to a place of stillness and peace is by working on your confidence beforehand so that there's not much that wavers you while you're there. I mean, of course, it'll be a little windy sometimes. You'll have your stormy days, but you are on a firm foundation because you were able to secure your mind and your thoughts during that time of singleness. Yes, yes. Girl, girl. I'm so (laughs) excited because I wish that, like, I heard something like this, like, even a few years ago. So I'm just just excited. (laughs) Um, Okay, so, yeah. What would you say is the number one way someone can like how when we say how to be single Mm -hmm. what is the number one way that someone can use this time wisely as a single person Ooh, okay see i i there's a couple of things see when people ask me number one or like what's the one i always have multiple answers (laughs) okay so the first so you're asking let me understand your question so you're saying what can people do during this time to make sure like in the time of singleness to actually um just advance in life maximize their singleness oh bet okay how to be single Mm -hmm. like what are three ways people can be single like what what are the what are like some top things that people can do to maximize this time okay yes let's get into this number one Woo. Number one, discover who you are. Woo. Because a lot of people don't know who they are. So if you don't know who you are, how are you going to know what you want? When you're maximizing your singleness, when it, and just in general, how are you going to know what you want in life? I'm not even talking about relationships. I'm talking about career. I'm talking about um, calling. I'm talking about interest. I'm even talking about food, okay? There's so many things that people don't necessarily know what they want. They just see it because they saw it someplace else. They're like, oh, I guess I'll try this. And they make that their thing. But they, don't ne- they haven't necessarily done the work to discover who they are. So the number one thing I could say about discovering who you are, take tests. There's so many tests available to you online about discovering yourself. Sometimes I like to, like in my free time, I like to download like questions. Like sometimes I just be like, um, cool questions to ask so-and-so. Cool questions to ask to get to know a person. But the person I'm trying to get to know is myself. And so I look at questions that look so basic that I'm like, I should know this and I will be stuck. Okay. There was one day that I downloaded a whole bunch of questions and they were simple questions. Like what's your favorite candle scent? What's your favorite color? What do you like to do when you're like Melissa simple? And I was like, Ooh, I don't know. The thing about me is sometimes, and sometimes people listening, you might find yourself doing this. 
sometimes out of the love of your heart or just who you are and because of the surroundings, you could find yourself living for people in the sense where you go to work. Okay, I, I'm now I'm living for my boss at this moment because my boss is giving me orders. Um, you're with your family. Okay, now I'm living for my family. Mommy, what do you need? Daddy, what do you need? Hey, sis, you good? Brother, you good? Like, but it's like, even when in just friendships, you know, sometimes like your friends will call and they're confiding in you, but at that moment you're living for your friend. What have you done to live for you? You know? So what I did was I downloaded these lists of questions and I started at the smallest thing. Like what's your, what's your favorite candle scent? When I tell you, I went into Target, Walmart, <laughs> where else bath and body works and i was sniffing candles i literally spent oh, i'm so serious i spent like 40 50 minutes like going to these stores trying to find my favorite candle scent and i i found it it's called ocean gray and it smells delicious okay so it's like doing stuff like that i was like oh yeah no this is what i like and sometimes you discover that things have updated because you're not the same person that you were three years ago you're not the same person that you were two weeks ago. So discover who you are. Discover your interests. Discover what you want to do in life. Discover where you want to go. Discover the places you want to travel because this will make you have a zeal for life. This will make you have a zeal to enjoy, a yearning, a desire to enjoy your singleness because there's so many things to discover about yourself. You know, it could be where do you want to travel? Me even writing down a couple places that I wanted to travel. I was like, okay, I want to go to Mexico. I want to go here, this, that, the third. You know, after that, I was like, you guys, like, let's travel. So then I traveled to Mexico. You see wow. what I'm saying? And now I'm working on traveling to new locations. But the only way, like, that changed within me is by discovering who I was, searching up things. That's how you maximize your singleness. Discover who you are. And there's no such thing as, oh, I'm done discovering who I am. Yeah. There's always new ways to discover who you are, okay? Um, the next thing I would say is affirmations, okay? Self-love, really love on yourself, really love on yourself, um, especially when it comes to, because sometimes people have those, in times of yearning or in times of having those cravings to have like a cup, a, a person in your life or in times where you're looking for intimacy, sometimes you really also need to know your love language. Okay. What is your love language? So yeah, search up what your love language is. So are you, are you a person that likes physical touch? Are you a person that likes words of affirmation? Are you a person that likes quality time? A lot of people I've discovered when I ask them, what's your love language? They don't know. They, they're like, some people even ask, what, wait, what do you mean love language? Is there, there's a test for that? I'm like, yeah, where you been? So there's a test online that you can Google by, I think it's Gary Chapman. He has a book too. Um, you could actually take a test to see what your love language, um, what, what is your love language? Some people can have multiple or they'll list it from order of importance to least. And once you do that really, and also, you know yourself. So what, do you, what, you, what are you looking for out of a relationship? Some people just like to be held. Some people like to be hugged. Some people, there's um, a whole bunch of like serotonin, dopamine. So a whole bunch of chemicals that can be released to your body that actually puts you in a state of relaxation through simple like physical touch. So some people actually like physical touch as, um, as a, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? as your love language. There you go. So when that is your love language, things that you can do for that is go get a massage, you know, go get a massage. 
spend when you're rubbing cream, like when you're rubbing lotion, spend a little more time and just love on yourself. Also talk to your body. Okay. No one actually knows this. It's both a spiritual and a physical thing. Your body actually listens to what you say. It actually listens. There's like your whole entire body can hear you. Like if I'm talking to my hand, my hand can hear me right now. And it's also a proven study. Like say you're having anxiety. If you go to a mirror and you say, this is for words of affirmation. If you go to a mirror and say, you're fine. Everything is okay. Okay. Becky, look at me. You're good. Start talking to yourself. Or if it's your, if you're feeling like pain actually, and you just rub on your, your thigh, say you're having pain in your thigh and you say, thigh, you're going to be okay. You know what we're going to do? We're just going to take some medication. And after we do this, you're going to feel fine. You're going to feel better every single day. Actually talking to yourself, talking to your body and loving on yourself is a way to also increase singleness. Because if you don't know what you're looking for in a relationship right down the line, if you don't know what you're looking for within yourself, there's no way that you'll know what you're looking for in a relationship. So even with quality time, when it comes to quality time, find ways to spend time with yourself. Okay. Find find time to, to just sit down, read a book laugh or even like dance in front of a mirror sing do something that gives you excitement go to the movies by yourself okay and if you have a fear of going to places by yourself this is a time where you can challenge yourself to actually do that you know um what other did you say acts of service because that was one i was thinking about like that for themselves yes okay acts of service this is really cute i love this so with acts of service what you can do is ahead of time, write yourself little letters. Write yourself little notes and leave them around different places. Like you can leave it in the car and open, when you open your glove compartment, it says, hey, I love you, have a great day. You know what I'm saying? Go and buy yourself a meal. You know, that is an act of service to yourself because now you're doing something kind for yourself. You know, pamper yourself, take yourself out on a spa date. You know, this is a cool way to show acts of service. And sometimes the best way to, um, there was another study that I did. Um, well, cause you guys know psychology major. There's another study that I was looking into and it was people who have acts of service as their love language, but they don't actually have a partner by them actually committing or doing an act of service. They experience the same type of emotion they would Good. yeah by doing an act of service so go out and help another person community okay. service go go feed the homeless go volunteer at a soup kitchen you know do something where you're expressing an act of service to another person and the joy the feeling that you'll feel inside afterwards you'll feel like man life is good what are we gonna do next you yeah. know yeah. so discover your love language and find ways to express that to yourself so I good. think that's the second thing. I don't know. I feel like I'm just oh, before, before you go to the third thing, because you said so many great things. <laughs> this the other day, and I was like, "Yo, that's so good!" Like, you know, obviously it's important to know your love language. Is so many people we think of that in terms of a relationship, mm-hmm. but knowing your love language and practicing that on yourself. And basically, kind of like in what you're saying is like the things that you are desiring or looking for in a relationship, try to, during this time, while you are single, cultivate what you're desiring now. Yes. Um, Honestly, and this is just like, I mean, we can go on and on about, um, (laughs) but honestly, I think when people think like I'm single, 
they think I lack something, like I'm lacking this and I won't receive this until this happens. But by what you're saying is like, you're cultivating that, what you're desiring now. So it's mm -hmm. like you're never lacking. And I've seen this, like I, in, in practicing even some of the stuff you've said in different ways, like one thing I love to do is like take myself out on dates. Like yeah. I'll out, I love IHOP. So like I'll go to IHOP in the morning. Hey. Um, and I remember one time I was doing that and a woman came up to me and she was like, you really inspire me. And I was like, oh, what? I didn't know what she was talking about. Yeah. And she was like, I mean, I just, I just was looking at you and you're just literally here by yourself journaling. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> I to do this, but you know, people are attracted to, are drawn to other people that are loving themselves, you know, yes. like, like you said, um, when you are, uh, loving yourself that way, when God brings that right person to you, they're also going to know how to love you by how you love yourself. It's like, this, this is how you love me. Cause I, this is how I love myself. This is like, it's literally like the standard. Yes. So, I think like all that you said, um, taking the time to really discover those things, um, and saying like, how do I like to like receive love? And I, I feel like, or I found a lot of times people's love language is connected to how they give love. So like I'm yeah. there. I love giving people hugs because mm -hmm. I really love hugs. Mm -hmm. I love um, encouraging people and giving people affirmation. And when people mm -hmm. affirm me, it's like the best thing ever. So, and that's, yeah. I'm not trying to like generalize everyone, but I feel like that's sometimes when people are trying to discover what their love language is. Besides yes. try to see like, well, how do I give out love and see mm -hmm. if so and and to another point to to add on to that too sometimes it's the exact same and sometimes also when people are trying to um express a love language there's actually two tests for that so there's one where it's like what kind of love do i want to receive and then there's another one where what kind of love do i give Aww. um just a little side note because there, when there's times where I'll be counseling people who are going through like relationship problems and they will tell me like, well, I did this for him, this, that, 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 that. Sometimes, like you said, people like to give out the love that they want to receive, but that might not necessarily be what the person wants to That's receive. Good. That's good. So the, the thing is like, this is for future people. Like, okay, like if y'all are in relationships and you can still watch this because singleness, I don't care if you're in a relationship, you still need to focus on your, you still need to focus on growing yourself while you're single as well and coming in together. Cause you're a single person, like you're, you're one mm -hmm. to become one, but you still have your own body. You see what I'm saying? But when it comes to being in a relationship, you have to make sure that you understand what your partner likes to receive and wants to receive, you know? Yeah. And sometimes our love language towards in terms of giving it to a person it's like because we want to receive that for ourselves but also it could be like i feel like i'm lacking this within myself so ooh, i'm gonna give this to you because that's probably what you would want to wow. you know and so when people do that they get upset like what's wrong with you i i did this for you i did that for you but you never took the time to actually sit down and ask them hey what do you need to do for you mm -hmm. what do you want you know so that's just a little side note, but I loved how you said too. It's a really important thing that we need to talk about because a lot of people think when they say I'm single, I'm lacking. There's no lack. Oh my God. We're the title with pride. Like I'm single. You know what I'm saying? I I'm loving myself. I'm in a relationship with myself. You know, 
So being single does not mean, oh, I, I'm, I'm unwanted. No one wants me. No. Being single means, look, I am independent. I am by myself. I am loving myself. I am nurturing myself. I am working on making myself the best possible version of myself. I am a boss. You see what I'm saying? But society and like social media has really kind of tainted the way people view singleness because it's almost as if singleness is interpreted as almost a sense of brokenness, you mm. know? And singleness and brokenness are not, they, they, they're not the same thing. They're not even, they're not synonymous with one another, okay? So I want you guys to actually break that out of your mindset. When you say, I am single, say, I am one. I am myself. I am whole. I am working to become the best version of myself. I am in a relationship with God. I am in a relationship with myself. I'm in a relationship with falling in love with myself. You see what I'm saying? I'm in a relationship with love. You know, I'm in a relationship with self-love. Change how you um, define singleness. That's really important. So I love that you said that. Girl, that is so good. Yeah. Instead, like I'm in a relationship with mm-hmm. all of these great things. That's so mm-hmm. good. And, yeah. I, add, and I think this is so important. We talked about this too. Singleness is a choice. If you don't, the way I just want to get up and dance right now, say it again. Singleness. Okay. And I want to say it for the people in the back. back. Her. Singleness. Singleness is a choice. Choice. And this is why it's a choice because um, sometimes, and I used to be like this, um, I used to have the mentality of feeling like almost like a victim um, in your circumstance. Um, but, you know, after especially in spending time with God and also realizing like, oh, like there's this person who's interested and this person that's interested, but they're not it. So, mm-hmm. when you talk about girl, like when you talk about like, oh, nobody, like there is nobody, or like you know, feeling like unwanted or unseen, and then God had to show me like, but there's this person, and there's this person, and this person, mm-hmm. but I, those are not the person. That's not the person. So this is the thing. When we talk about singleness, and again, everybody has a different journey. Um, mm-hmm. it's not just one size fit all journey. Everybody's journey is different, but for the most part, mm-hmm. just anything in life because God gives us free will you have a choice so decide at any point if you want a man if I'm I'm talking to the ladies you want a man or fellas you want a girl it takes nothing especially in this day and age let me tell you about (laughs) go on one of these dating apps you can find a man or or a girl by the end of the week two seconds or even by the end of the day you know what I'm saying? Like, it's really not hard to find somebody to Netflix and chill with, to hold hands with, to go on dates with, to cuddle with. Like, all of these, like, things that people think about in a relationship, you can find that easily. Quickly. Honestly, like, and it, I mean, literally, and a, a lot of it, I think, also is our mentality, too, but that's a whole nother thing. We're, we're talking about singleness. Um, <laughs> you can decide at any point to choose whoever. Whoever, yeah. but is that the person that God has for you? Is that God's best for mm-hmm. you? And there's a lot of people who settle. A lot of people are out here settling. It's true. 
and maybe it's it, it's it's fine at first. It can make cute pictures on Instagram. Mm -hmm. it looks nice. It, everything looks great on the surface, but what's happening internally or what's really happening is, like you said, brokenness coming with brokenness, and that's not what you want. That's not what you want. God's best. You are choosing to wait on God's best, so you are choosing to be single. So singleness. Wait. Choice. Period. The weight is not synonymous with bondage because so many people think that they're in prison because they're like, oh, I'm waiting on God. You're not in prison. You have the, the way people can have their phone blowing up. If you go to Tinder, what's the other Bumble? There's so many different apps that people be, be on. Just go to Walmart and walk down. Someone going to look at you. It's quarantine. Go to the gas station. I promise you. Look. It's quarantine. You know what I'm saying? Someone, let me buy you a meal. Let me, you know what I'm saying? Everyone is looking for something right now. So it's like you said, singleness is a choice. Singleness is a choice. But when people need to ask themselves, like, if you're waiting, if you're choosing to be single, what is your reason for waiting? Because if you make your reason, um, some people always say like, well, <sighs> I'm waiting on this person. I'm waiting because of this, that, the third. You know, God said this. God said that. But they talk about it and they're upset. They're angry. You know what I'm saying? So it's like if you're going to live life miserably, why, why are you, what is the point? God didn't ask you to suffer. God didn't, you know, some people forget to live life because they're single. They be like, oh, when I'm in a relationship, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this, that, the third. But it's like in your time of waiting, time is passing you by. What are you doing in your time of singleness that's actually bringing enjoyment to your life? You know, the wait is not synonymous with bondage. You're not in prison. You, there's sunlight outside. God didn't ask you to stay in the house like, uh, uh. go outside, enjoy your life, go to the movies, go to a park. You're doing it for yourself. But people need to define the reason of why they're choosing to be single. Because sometimes the reasoning determines the motive. That's good. Mm -hmm. And so when your motive is, when your reasoning is off, or your motive is off, when your intentions of why you're choosing to be single is off, you're not going to enjoy singleness. Nope. So you really need to be real with yourself. Some people actually need to have that hard conversation with themselves and be like, what am I waiting for? Why am I single? Why do I choose to be single? Because it's a choice. Yes. So ask yourself, why am I choosing to be single? Yes. You know, instead of why am I single? Because some people are like, well, I'm single because um, I'm single because this person did this. I'm single because this person. Uh, no, no, no. I'm not asking you why isn't it working with this person. I'm asking you why are you choosing to be single? That's good. You know. So make sure. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Because when it becomes a when you're making it a choice. It becomes less of a burden. It becomes less of like, a, like what's wrong with me? Ain't nothing wrong with you. You know? Like, I don't know why people, like, singleness is not taboo. Like, it's so necessary. I feel like there would be more wholeness and less broken relationships if people actually valued and enjoyed their time of being single. Enjoy it. Enjoy and like, those ones. What you said about asking the question on why you are choosing, like asking ourselves, why am I choosing to be single? Mm -hmm. Getting to the root of that, of why, will, like you said, help you to enjoy it because then you'll understand like 
again for me it's like I'm waiting on God's best so mm-hmm. time is worth it mm-hmm. it's like waiting in line for a, a ride at like Six Flags and you know this ride is about to be late you know even though the line <laughs> is that long you in the line for mad hours you know when it's you ride it's gonna be worth it okay? so worth it so like I, you know then while you're in line you're not just like uh you are talking with your friends like oh my god yeah. you're doing games with your friends like you having fun because you're like i cannot wait to get on this ride exactly like uh, i'm not sure if this is gonna be a good ride like i'm like, you're gonna get out of line and then they leave the line and then they go to a line where it's like, okay, it's shorter on this one, but they get on the ride, they're like, I mean, it was whatever, I've already been on this. They don't even enjoy it. So why didn't you, especially if the line was moving, why would you leave your place? That's what, I, girl, that's what we're trying to tell them. That's what we're yeah. trying to And the thing is, that line, like you're saying, you could be enjoying yourself, eat yourself a churro. A, a soft pretzel, a cheese, do what you got to do. Laugh with your friends, enjoy the air, look around, look at the lights of the, life is an amusement park. Sometimes you have to wait in line to get the best ride. But so many people have become impatient with themselves. And so many people don't think that the cost is worth it. That's good. You see what I'm saying? So many, so many people focus on the cost. Yeah. They don't focus on what they're paying for. Come on. So when you pay, the time, time is, you, you pay with time. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you can be waiting for a longer time. But the thing is, what you're feeding, what you're pouring into, your, into yourself will increase the value of the cost. That's good. But people are so focused on, oh, well, look at the time. Look at this, this, this. Look at this. But they're not realizing that, yes, you're looking at the time, but what you put into the time, what you put into the payment, the value of it is going to be so much better. The ride that you're waiting for, it now has, um, it has value to it. So yeah. when you get on it, you're like, wow, man, I got my money's worth. Yeah. You know, get your money's worth out of life. Mm-hmm. So during this singleness process, while you're in this wait time, what did you do in the line? I noticed sometimes when I'm at amusement parks with my friends, the best time, yes, the ride is lit, but the, the, the time that we spend there, the laughter in between the rides, the joy that we have in between the time is what makes the experience great. Yeah. I mean, think about it. If there was no lines and you're just like, oh, yay. <laughs> you guys, so many people are looking for quick gratification. Which would be the roller coaster ride that you're going on. But the thing is, the time that you spent within that time, the people that you spend it with, how you choose to use that time is going to determine the experience that you have. Because if you're going to Disneyland to just go on rides, you're not really going to enjoy yourself. So many people walk around Disneyland, you look at the castles, you get a picture with Goofy, you get a picture with Mickey. All that time in between, you still, you're, you're adding value to the cost. To the girl. Girl. So with life, you need to add value to it. Mm-hmm. Add value to your singleness. Mm-hmm. Stop looking at, oh my God, like, okay, yeah, that ride was cool. Because once you get there and you get on the ride, you're like, yeah, that was fun. I had a good time. But you could have had, the time could have been precious. Yeah. It yeah. could have been precious depending on how you chose to live that experience. So good. That's so good. And like, I know for me, 
one conversation that I had with God um, was that like, God, I don't want to like go into the relationship you have for me. Like, oh my God, you're finally here. Like, I'm like, I'm living my life. And it's like, oh, you want to come over here? Like, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) That's how I want it to be. And and again, you have to be intentional. Like, it's not, because that's a thing too. Mm. Um, I think sometimes we think like um, we can just switch on and off our emotions like quickly, like one minute, oh, I'm like, oh, I'm th- feeling discouraged. Now I'm unbothered and I don't care. Like I'm good. No, you have to consistently be intentional and consistently yes. your mind and consistently like push up against those like triggers and like do those things. Some of the, the things that Becky's saying, like go after those things that are inside of you. And, and, and that's how you fight all the negativity. You have to be very you said what you said and you said it with your whole chest because look, when I say big facts, take little facts from that statement because there's so many people, if the person came to them right now, they would be like, where were you? I was waiting, like ready to fight. You know what I'm saying? But if you didn't do anything within that time uh, to cultivate intimacy with yourself, to cultivate um, better habits in, term- in terms of emotional health, yeah, you're gonna get into that, and it will. You could sour something that was ripe for the right season. You see what I'm saying? You never want to go into something and sour something that was supposed to be sweet, because you didn't prepare yourself for that thing. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Okay, and then because I interrupted you. No, no, you didn't. What <laughs> you said. Um, <laughs> So, okay, so you said, you said two things mm-hmm. that um, people can do to, to maximize their singleness, you know, get to know themselves. Yes. And, um, so it was, focus well, on, dang, we was talking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get to know the things that, get to know themselves, get to know the things they like, all these different things, get yes. to know the love language, and then you show, yes. about how, yes. um, like, use those love languages on themselves. Mm-hmm. So what would you say, like, the third top thing people can do to, to maximize their singleness? 